0: Welcome to the Neighbourhood Church Podcast. We are so thankful that you are listening in. The Neighbourhood Church is all about helping people find and follow Jesus. We hope that through these podcasts you are encouraged, that you're inspired, and that you're provided with practical wisdom on how to find and follow Jesus. We hope that you enjoy today's podcast. Well, thank you for greeting one
1: another. I hope you hit that like button lots. Let's just pray and ask God to be with us as we receive some instruction about communication and the importance of communication uh, in our lives. So, Father, we come to you now. We recognize that you're a kind, loving Father who really wants us to do well in life. And communication is such a big part of that. So come and communicate to us yourself even as we're investing and investigating in to this truth. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen and amen. Communication is such a big, big part of our lives. Uh, Harvard Business Review uh, did a really quite gigantic study of over 532,000 people Uh, bosses, peers, subordinates, and they were all surveyed and asked, what makes a person successful uh, at work? What makes a person successful in their career? And the number one vote both among bosses and peers and subordinates was this ability to motivate and inspire others. This ability to communicate well, motivate, inspire, uh, challenge people uh, really helps us get ahead in life and really helps your career. So communication helps us at work. And, and I wanna point that out because we're talking about communication today in a family series, but some of you say this, this really doesn't relate to me. Um, these things we're talking about today are transferable skills to every area Of your life. So, Pastor Don and I are going to talk today about communication. We will have been married 44 years this July. This great gal has been enduring me for 44 years now. And we've raised uh, three sons whom we're proud of and love and appreciate. But they were raised by imperfect parents and These imperfect parents, I'm sure, have produced an imperfect family. And before you say, yeah, we knew that, I I want to remind you that uh, you probably haven't been able to create an ideal family either. Uh, God's been good to many of us in spite of our weaknesses. But we want to strengthen our homes and strengthen our families. And really, communication is such a big part of it. Last week, we honored our moms. Moms are the heart of every family and every home. But communication is one of these key, key skills we all need to have uh, to minister and uh, bless and serve our families well. So our pattern is going to be pretty simple today. Uh, Pastor Donna is going to share about communica- communicating with our kids. And I'm going to talk about communicating with our spouse. And then she's going to come back and talk some more about communicating with our kids. And then I'll wrap up with a little bit more about communicating with our spouse. But I want to start by sharing a couple of portions of Scripture. And I'm reading both of these out of the contemporary English version. The first one is James chapter one nineteen and 20, where it says, My dear friends... You should be quick to listen and slow to speak or to get angry. If you are angry, you cannot do any of the good things God wants, you, God wants done. So certainly one of the primary things we need to remember about communication is it's not just the words we say. We're actually supposed to be slow to speak. Listening is a huge part of communication. And then remembering that whenever we're communicating in anger, there's nothing, that, uh, nothing good that comes out of it. Good things can't be done in anger. And then the second portion I would share, again from the contemporary uh, English version, Proverbs 12, verse 18. Sharp words cut like a sword, but words of wisdom heal. So we need to learn to use words of wisdom uh, in our communication, and hopefully today uh, we'll be able to share some words of wisdom from God's Word that'll help mm-hmm. you. So, uh, Donzi, why don't you just dive right in here and begin to talk to us about communicating with our children?
2: Um, communicating with our children is something that I am certainly, we are certainly uh, not experts about uh, or of. Um, but certainly we have picked up some things along the way. And I've kind of come full circle with some of the things I've learned and trying so so hard to to, uh, research and listen to perhaps experts in the field and pull in truths from, from what they have to say and then almost coming right back to the simplicity of God's word. And I think for in our setting in most of our families today, Uh, easy is the best. Um, Keep it it
1: simple, stupid.
2: Keep it simple.
1: But in church, we say, keep it simple, saints.
2: That's right. Um, And so I want to take us right to the simplicity of the gospel and to the story of where Jesus blesses the children. So in Mark chapter 10, verses 13 to 16, we read, And they were bringing children to him so that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Permit the children to come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. And he took them in his arms and began blessing them, laying his hands on them. And so I want to just pull out four principles that I see in these few verses here in the Gospel of Mark. And the first uh, little truth I want to pull out is uh, in communicating with our children, one of the most important things we can do is create space. Jesus said, Have them come. Other versions say, let them come, permit them to come. But you see here that Jesus is creating this space for the children to come into. The old adage I'm sure we've all heard children should be seen and not heard. Couldn't have been more wrong. Um, Often when we see our children acting out or, uh, you know, maybe temper tantrums or whatever, it's often because they feel ignored. And so the more we can create space, the more we can uh, allow our children to come to us, um, the more we are able to reinforce communicating with them. This is important because the thing I learned, and this is something that I learned, that we learned along the way, is, This might be really easy when they're little, you know, creating space for them, uh, opening up your arms to them. But the trick is being able to do that same thing as they grow. And there's a real little subtle principle here. And it is the more we can create space for our children when they're little, the better chance we have of them creating space for us as they get older, into those teenage years where things can become a little bit more complicated. So uh, that first principle is just create space. However that may seem for you in your circumstances, create space.
1: Yeah, good, good, good stuff, thank you. And and now I'm gonna talk a little bit about the principles in communicating with our spouse. And the first the place I want to start here is with a bit of a news flash and here's the news flash: most marital conflicts cannot be resolved. most marital conflicts cannot be resolved. Uh, I picked up this book at Summit uh, College Bible College in BC a few years ago and I just want to read to you from page 28 here what uh, the author, Dr. John Gottman, says. He says most marital arguments cannot be resolved. Couples spend year after year trying to change each other's minds, but it can't be done. Newsflash it can't be done. This is because most of our disagreements are rooted in fundamental differences of lifestyle, personality, or values. And by fighting over these differences, all they say, all we succeed in doing is wasting our time and harming our marriage. Instead, learn how to live with it. Instead, learn how to live with it by honoring and respecting one another. Here's principle number one in communication. Are you ready? Are you ready? Show respect. Show respect. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33, the last half of the verse, wives must see to it that they respect their husbands. Wives see to it that you respect your husbands. It goes the other way too. Husbands, see to it that you respect your wives. Show respect. Principle number one of, uh, of communication. Learn to celebrate the differences. Our only granddaughter uh, has started telling jokes. She has a joke for me almost every time she comes over. And on Mother's Day, she asked me this question. Why does six hate seven? Why does six hate seven? And uh, I didn't know the answer. And she very proudly said, Because seven, eight, nine. A lot of us spend a lot of time chewing one another up. Doesn't work in a marriage. Embrace the differences. Embrace the differences. Uh, one, two, three, four, and five don't like seven either. It never works. Just embrace the differences. Show respect to one another. Hey, back to you, Don.
2: Okay. So um, point number two in communicating with our children. Um, and again, I took it from this portion. Um, and I'm taking it from verse 16, where it says, And Jesus took them in his arms. Um, I see here point number two being intentional touch. Uh, and when I say this, I'm not talking about sparing the rod, spoiling the child. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this, um, our, our inability in this day and age to comfort our children by touch. Um, there's been so much, maybe negative, uh, accusations or negative thought along this line, but it's so clear in Scripture that this is a healthy way to communicate with our children. Jesus took them in his arms. Intentional touch, holding our children, um, just allowing them to know that they are secure and safe. Mm -hmm. And um, research, actually, there's been lots of research done in, in how touch, how human touch affects how it affects each other, and especially in babies. And um, research suggests that touch is truly fundamental to human communication, bonding, and health. And it's actually even been known to help newborns that are being touched, perhaps they've been born prematurely, and the touch that's able, they're able to receive touch, uh, has helped them to grow stronger and put on weight. Touch is very important to to us as human beings to be touched, to be to be held, to be secure. And Jesus embraced these children. He held them in his arms. And of course, touch is something that again you have to navigate through uh, the different ages of your children. The the hugs and the the bounces on the knees we give to four year olds aren't quite as appropriate when they turn fourteen. Um, but there still is. That eye to eye contact that is so important when we are talking with our children to give them our full attention. Eye to eye contact. There's a tap on the shoulder. There's uh, our, our son's tease, my husband in the, what is the Drizner greeting?
1: I'm not showing it to anybody.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a, what is, how does it go? You do it.
1: Okay. okay. Are you going to stand up?
2: No, I'm just going to sit down. Okay. Oh, it's a, yeah, the Drizner pat. Yeah, that's what they do and they, they kind of lean in and pat. And so um, it becomes sort of like the family joke. But, but all joking aside, uh, physical touch is important. And we need to learn in our own comfort zones and however that is uh, comfortable or natural for you in your family setting. But begin to practice that. Begin to, to take the time to hold your children, to make good eye contact, and to be intentional about how we physically interact and communicate with our children.
1: And I think you got a couple more points. Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, But let me touch you. I love it when you touch me. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Okay, so point number three. uh, From verse 14 of this same passage of Scripture. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. And said to them. So we see here in verse 14 that Jesus was upset at the the way this was looking like it was going to play out when the disciples were shooing the children away. This this made Jesus upset. And so point number three to me in communication with our children, especially, is self-control. Jesus was upset. Uh, he might have even been angry. But it doesn't say that, and so Jesus stomped over, and Jesus yelled at the disciples, and Jesus threw things around. Uh, It doesn't say that in this setting. In this setting, it just said, Jesus says to them. And maybe it was in a a tone that they understood that he was serious. But at the same time, Jesus was showing self-control. And it's so important that when we communicate with our children, that we have self-control. I remember as a girl growing up, um, I didn't even, I was never even aware that my dad had a had a temper issue when he was younger. Because by the time I came along, and growing up as a young girl, and if something was happening in our family that upset my father, he kind of just stood up and went into the room, went into his his room and closed the door. And I often kind of wondered, you know, why he did that. But it was later, I understood that it was because my dad had, as a young man, a serious temper. And so he was concerned that if he reacted in his, in his temper, that he could even hurt one of us. And so he had created this discipline to get up and go somewhere else. And so by the time John came along, by the time our sons came along, this isn't even wasn't even part of who he was anymore because they, he had learned the discipline of self-control. And so it's so important when we communicate with our children that we take on this discipline. Um, Our children will react how we're reacting. So in other words, if we are really upset and angry, then their response will be upset and angry. It might not look the same as us. It might be played out differently, but that's exactly how they're responding. If we are frantic and worried and over the top, then our children respond in the same way. So we need to learn as parents self-control. We need to learn how to gauge ourselves in communicating with our children so that they are responding to our response and not reacting to our reaction. Jesus said to them.
1: And principle number four.
2: Principle number four is my favorite principle. And I take it again from the final verse, verse 16, where it says, And Jesus took them up in his arms, and he began blessing them. This is something I wish I had seen and heard uh, many, many years ago. It would have served us well in raising our children, uh, our three sons. But this is so key in our communication with our children. Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue has the power of life or death. The the message version of that says, words kill. Words give life. They are either poison or fruit. You choose. Um, We need to speak words of blessing and life into our children. Uh, We don't come back. One of the, the things that probably grates on my last nerve Uh, the most is when I have overheard a conversation that goes something like this where a little child comes out and of course they're upset because they haven't received what they wanted to receive and so their response is I hate you I hate you and I've actually heard adults in that same conversation saying well I hate you too I can't imagine anything worse than that We need to guard our lips and choose our words. And our words, especially to our children, need to be words of life and blessing. Um, uh, I was studying blessing our children some years back. It's been something that has really come into my heart in the last 20 years. Um, and even more so since our grandchildren have come on the scene. And I came across this little booklet. It's called A Father's Guide to Blessing His Children. Now, of course, I'm a mother, so I took it as a mother. And he's got some really key um, points in here. He's got uh, passages of scripture that we can use. But at the very back, um, he had these like little cue cards. And each one has got scripture on it. And it's sort of like you can kind of pick one and, Pray that over your children. Um, And John has been talking about praying scripture for, well, many years here at the neighborhood. And this certainly is something that we can apply to blessing our children. Um, And this, I'll just read you this one as an example. And it comes from Romans 15 and verse 13. And it says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. So in other words, I say, may the, you know, to our son, Evan. To our son, Kyle, to our son, Kent, may the God of hope fill you, Kyle, Kent, Evan, with all joy and peace as you, you boys, trust in him so that you boys may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And these are just uh, different cards, different portions of scripture that you can bless your children with. You can bless them before they go to bed. You can bless them at the breakfast table. You can pray for them before they go to school. There's all sorts of ways that we can speak words of blessing in life into our children. But we need to really embrace that as a key principle of communicating with our children. It's not all about discipline. It's not all about trying to raise them in the rights and wrongs of of life. But it's about blessing them uh, with God's word to be planted deep within their hearts and souls.
1: Oh, thank you. Good stuff, Pastor Donna. And now we're going to look together at uh, the second principle in communicating with our spouse. So, so far, uh, I've given you one principle for communicating with your spouse. Uh, Pastor Donna has given us four principles for communicating with our children. Let me give you a second principle for communicating with your spouse. And here it is disallow leftovers. <laughs> disallow leftovers. Now, here, I'm not talking about food. I actually am quite fond of leftovers. I really love spaghetti on the second day. Or third. But, or third. Or fourth. Four, yeah, that two. Uh, but disallow leftovers. And by that, I mean, uh, don't give your spouse what you've got left after pouring your best into everybody else's life just think about work how do you how do you dress when you're going to work how do you talk when you're at work how often do you hand out smiles at work how often do you give a word of encouragement at work and then you come home and you're absolutely worn out and exhausted. And you tell yourself on the way home, I deserve a break. I've been giving my best all day. I'm just going to go home. And, and you uh, put on your sweats. And maybe you uh, take all your makeup off. And you're tired of smiling. And you really don't want to encourage anybody. And our homes and our spouses often get the leftovers, which really aren't much. There's not much left over. Principle two in communicating with your spouse is remember that that's the most important relationship in your life. The person you're married to now, you want to go into retirement with and have a long and happy uh, life in old, older age. Make sure the relationship that's going to last the longest is the most important to you and give it your best. Disallow leftovers. Disallow leftovers. Thank you worship team for your good leadership today and helping us honor our Lord with our worship. We've taken time today to talk about family and talk about communication. Uh, Pastor Donna, you shared four points about communicating with our children. Uh, Just review those with us.
2: Okay, so the first one is create space. Second one was intentional touch. Third one, self-control. And the fourth one, bless you.
1: And I shared two principles about communicating with our spouse. And the first one is show respect. Show respect. And the second one is disallow leftovers. Disallow leftovers. So let's just ask God to help us and to take these principles and and really apply them to our lives. The picture right above me is a picture of the Drizner extended family a number of years ago. And I'm the father of three of the young men in that picture. But there's another family I'm a part of. It's the family of God. And I have a wonderful heavenly father who is absolutely perfect, who loves us with everything we've got, everything he's got. And uh, the most important thing in your life as you're trying to discover yourself is to discover your Heavenly Father who cares deeply about you. And today, if you've listened into this message and you've heard discussion about earthly family, but you've never really entered into a relationship with the family of God and with the Heavenly Father, we'd love to. We really would. We'd love to help you with that. It's the biggest, best, brightest decision anybody could ever make. So if you'd like to just go on a discussion journey with us about how God, Heavenly Father, fits into your life, uh, text us. The number is coming up right now. Text us at that number. We'll get back to you. Or fill out the Connect card and just simply make a comment on it that you would like to learn about uh, Jesus. You'd like to discover a relationship with the Heavenly Father. We'll help you with that. So again, thank you for joining us. Next week, we continue our This is Fam discussion. And we'll be looking at the subject of parenting. So share, share, share. Invite people to come on out and learn about parenting next week. It'll be a lesson worth hearing. So let's close in prayer today. Father, I thank you. Thank you for this time together. Thank you, Lord, that uh, you've taught us through your word. Thank you for the opportunity to be together, even if it is through live streaming. And Thank you, Father, for the worship time we've been able to enjoy together. And now, Lord, we've had church. So come and help us this week. Be the church. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen Amen. and amen. Well, thank you, Pastor Donna, for your help. Let's go be the church. God bless you.
0: We are so thankful that you've listened in to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. If you have questions or comments about what you've heard, we would love to hear from you. Go to the podcast description and follow the link to get in touch with us. Everything we do would not be possible without your generosity. If you would like to give, check out that same link in the podcast description. If you have enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.